What's up, everybody? Welcome back into Letterman Row, another, I guess, uh, wait-and-see period uh, video for Ohio State as the Buckeyes prepare for some sort of bowl game, whether that's the college football playoff if they get lucky or um, the Orange Bowl if they don't. Uh, Tim May on the other side of that screen, Andy back from there in the middle. I'm Spencer Holbrook, but you already know that by now because you've been watching Letterman Row for a long time. Big Ten awards are now out in the books, uh, made to the public, and we're going to start on defense, fellas. Um Tommy Eikenberg, linebacker of the year. You got three guys uh, earned first team all Big Ten honors um, from the, the the coaches or the media. Tommy Eikenberg on that list, JT Tui Moloel, Denzel Burke. Um, three guys on the second team, three guys on the third team, and four honorable mention. But no Jordan Hancock, Tim. It's crazy, it, isn't it? There's 13 guys on the list and no Jordan Hancock. I would say, you know. Some people weren't paying attention. I'll just say that. I mean, 13 guys is a lot from an 11-man defense. And uh, it's interesting, Lathan Ransom's on there because he he was headed. He was probably going to be in the first team if he hadn't gotten hurt. I think you agree with me on that. But uh, to have no Jordan Hancock listed there, uh, just based on the way he played, especially the last half of the season, uh, is an oversight, you know, here you are. Here you are crying on uh, crying on spilt milk on a team that got thirteen guys listed uh, in one form or fashion, including honorable mention. But uh, no, Jordan Hancock is a uh, is an oversight. That's for sure. Well, and a lot of these awards, Andy, like they are important for these guys. You know, he he's a first team All Big Ten selection. He was second team All League. He's setting up for next year to be a good player. It helps formulate potential preseason watch list for the next year with the Thorpe award or the, you know, defensive player of the year awards and watch lists in the summer. And, and it helps guys take their brand up, especially now in the days of NIL. And I think it's just a little frustrating for Ohio state fans. And, and even for the people who watched Jordan Hancock to see the progression he made through the year, how good he was all year. And then to see the all big 10 teams, all three of them and honorable mention and have no mention of the Buckeyes, uh, nickel safety, nickel corner there. Um, a lot to be proud of if you're Ohio State um, on this defensive list, but but definitely a head, stra- head scratcher when uh, Jordan Hancock, maybe one of the best defenders on the roster, um, just just doesn't show up on the list, Andy. Yeah, I don't know how that happens. I mean, maybe people, people just couldn't find him because he lined up everywhere, right? He was in the box. He was on the corner. He was in the slot. I mean, we saw him do everything this year. The Penn State game, he started on the outside when Denzel Burke wasn't there. Then when George, uh, Jermaine Matthews came in, he slid inside, played – a lot of nickel in that game. Nickel is kind of where he settled in. And I thought he was so great for this Ohio State defense all year. Um, I think that being able to slide inside as seamlessly as he did is impressive in itself. But that's the way these awards go. Like if you're not an outside corner, you're just not getting the same recognition, which, you know, it is what it is. I don't think it should be that way. I thought that, you know, at that Rutgers game, him and Josh Proctor swung that game. I think Josh Proctor deserves to be higher than a third team, uh, you know, mentioned on, on this all big 10 team. Like I think he could have been second team. Josh Proctor had a great year and he was a huge impact in several of their games, whether it was forcing a turnover or just making a huge hit for a timely stop near the goal line or on third or fourth down. I mean, he's another guy in that defensive backfield that I think deserves more credit than he got. I agree. You know, and in the, in the, uh, the thing about Proctor, like he showed up in the big games, I thought pretty well. The other guy, you know, and let's face it, it's, it's like I said, you don't want to you don't you want to cry about these kind of things. But I thought Tyleek Williams was one of the top two or three 
tackles in the Big Ten this year just from his effectiveness, the way he played with some timely plays also. So, uh, but that would be five guys on the first team, all Big Ten, you know, and it's uh, that's being a little bit greedy, I guess, is the word I was looking for there about uh, 20 seconds ago. But uh, but the bottom line is I really thought Tyleek Williams played on a high level this year. He was awarded. I mean, second team is nothing to, to uh, cry about. But uh, Josh Proctor, third team, yeah, he deserved better because he clearly – he clearly played on another level this year, and I think we chronicled that pretty well. I, I thought it was – Tim, I, I don't disagree with you at all um, with the Tyleek Williams thing. I did think the second team is deserving um, because, you, you know, some of these coaches in media, they want to have guys represented from different rosters. And, like, you look at down the list of defensive linemen on this first team all Big Ten. Johnny Newton from I- Illinois absolutely deserved to be on there. JT Tuimolo absolutely deserved to be on there. Chop Robinson, definitely one of the best defensive linemen in the Big Ten. And then Mason Graham, I think you're doing a disservice to yourself if you don't have a Michigan defensive lineman on that list. And I even thought it should have been Chris Jenkins over Mason Graham. But that's the way that these lists go. You know, somebody's got to be on that second team. So Tyleek, maybe a little bit of a snub, but but I kind of understand why he's on the second team. The, the one that I just keep coming back to is, is obviously Jordan Hancock. There are 15 defensive backs who got first, second, or third team all Big Ten. Fifteen. And to their, the media's credit, Denzel Burke is the first team. Nobody from Ohio State's on the second team. The third team has Josh Proctor. And then Lathan Ransom is on honorable mention. This is one of the best pass defenses in the country. To only have two guys in the first three teams of the Big Ten, when some of these guys in the Big Ten West were playing the worst quarterbacks in America and defending them more often than, you know, than what Ohio yeah. State was going against and what the Big Ten East had to throw out there. Like, you're telling me that, that – uh, you know, some safety from from uh, Purdue is better than Jordan Hancock but because he was defending Ethan Kaliak Manis and and Deacon Hill for nine games. No, that's that's dumb. There are not 15 defensive backs in this league better than Jordan Hancock. They're just yeah, I, I, I agree. I just I just said Tully. I'm my I'm not saying I guess what I'm trying to say is <clears throat> I thought he was deserving of first team, meaning I thought he had that kind of season. Yeah, you know, that's all I'm saying. On the yeah. uh, not one of the top defenses in the country. I'm not saying necessarily throw this guy off. I'm just saying I thought he played first team all Big Ten caliber most of the season. Another guy, Andy, that I thought was impressive. Um, I think Steel Chambers get, gets a nod, third team. That, that's good for for Steel. And then Jack Sawyer, second team. Jack really came on at the end of the year. I thought it was good that Jack got on right there on the second team. Yeah, Jack Sawyer, I don't know if anyone had a better end to the season on that Ohio State defense than Jack Sawyer. Even in the Michigan game, he played one of his best games of the season, six tackles, another sack, basically a carbon copy of the week's previous performance without the strip sack fumble. And, yeah, he's been great for this defense. I think people started to finally realize what he was doing against the run. Certainly well-deserved. And, you know, with these awards, sometimes it goes both ways. Sometimes there's guys from Ohio State that benefit from the name. They benefit from the reputation. Like, I will be the first to say that Tommy Eichenberg is a great player. Uh, did he deserve first team this year? I don't think so, but he earns it. And that's not to take anything away from him as a player. He was banged up towards the end of the year, did not have his best game against Michigan. Um, but, yeah, sometimes it goes both ways. And we'll talk about that with the offensive side, where maybe some guys got a bump that we quite didn't see with their play. But um, now it's nothing to take away from Tommy Eichenberg, two-time captain, what he's done for this team. He's the quarterback yeah. of the defense. So. And you, you guys have been around. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't vote for either of the teams. Obviously, I'm not a coach, and I didn't vote in the media uh, thing. I wasn't one of the media th- guys. But uh, you know, how I'd go sometimes too. Uh, preseason, 
carries a lot of weight in the postseason awards list. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I agree. I mean, I think Tommy Eichenberg up until he got hurt was damn good, you know. And then he missed a couple of games. And then you know, you, you can you can look at you can turn that Michigan game inside out, you know, spindle and mutilate it, and come up without reasons for and against uh, different things. But uh, but it always helps if you're on a preseason uh, a preseason all big. Big Ten or all SEC list, it helps you in the late going when people are studying their ballots. I did think it was interesting before we jump over to the offense that, you know, I will give a lot of credit to the Michigan team that we watched on Saturday in person. I thought Junior Colson and Mike Barrett uh, were really good players. Junior Colson, second team all Big Ten. Mike Barrett, third team all Big Ten. Are we sure there's four or five linebackers better than those two in the Big Ten? I don't know. Like Aaron Casey, great player. I still think I'd take Colson over him. Uh, on that first team list. So just a couple observations there um, aside from Ohio state, but now we flip over to the offensive awards because the Buckeyes have routinely, and I mean routinely dominated the offensive awards. Um, I think they have the second most um, guys, Michigan number one, because Michigan, uh, believe it or not, had the best offense in the big 10, even better than Ohio state's this year, which is just a weird thing, but that's the way the the cookie crumbled this year. Um, Mm -hmm. But for the sixth straight year, Ohio State has the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., only the third wide receiver to ever win that award. Desmond Howard in 1991 won the Heisman Trophy. Braylon Edwards in 2004 won the Bolitnikoff Award. Um, and now Marvin Harrison Jr., who uh, I believe should win the Bolitnikoff Award. We'll see if that happens. But he is the Big Ten Wide Receiver of the Year and the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. Again, six straight Ohio State Offensive Player to win that award. He was joined on the first team by Trayvon Henderson and Donovan Jackson and Kate Stover. And then Josh Fryer, first team All-Big Ten Offensive Lineman. Second team, Matt Jones. Third team, All-Big Ten Wide Receiver, Emeka Ibuka. And then Kyle McCord gets the nod as the third team quarterback. I didn't even see who won the second team quarterback. I know J.J. McCarthy was first team. Um, Andy, just I'll kick it to you first this time. Takeaways from the offensive list and, and just – Maybe start with how good Marvin Harrison Jr. is, but then your overall takeaways with the first team. Yeah, second team quarterback, by the way, was Talia Tungvaola from Maryland, who certainly had the numbers, not the wins, but the numbers, and, and is a pretty good quarterback. So, um, yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr., there's there's a whole lot to say, right? I think, you know, first a wide receiver at Ohio State to have two 1,000-yard uh, receiving seasons. He has the most 100-yard receiving games all time at Ohio State with 15 past David Boston for that in the Michigan game. So, look, like, I wish we, you know, I hope we get to see him play one more game, like at least one more game. I, I know we might not get that, especially if they don't make the college football playoff, but he's been a joy to watch, a joy to cover. We talked about that a couple of videos ago, just about how great he is as a person off the field, how he treats other people. I thought that showed up in his press conference, the way he talks about Kyle McCord as a friend first and then as a quarterback. Um, there's, you could write a whole book on what Marvin Harrison Jr. did at Ohio State. And I think he is more than deserving for this award. And I hope that he still is in Heisman consideration, you know, probably won't win the award now. But I still think he deserves a trip to New York City. Hey, has there been a, a march on the Big Ten office, you know, by some irate Ohio State fans that Kyle McCord was third team all Big Ten? I haven't been, keep, been keeping up with the news today. I uh, I uh, was putting my Christmas lights up. Do you, do you know of anything like that? No. Okay. Uh, my take is Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in college football. It's not surprising. He's the offensive player of the year in the Big Ten. Uh, fellas, he was about to be the star of the of the great of the great finish to an Ohio State uh Michigan game until Kyle McCord got hit when Donovan Jackson tripped over Carson Hensman's left foot and that guy just came busting through. Uh, 
you could just sense that something big was about to happen. But that wasn't what I thought big was going to happen. Bottom line is Marvin Harrison Jr. is one of the great wide receivers I've ever covered at Ohio State. One of, as I said, because uh, just look at uh, just look at Chris Carter's uh, highlight videos, both college and pro. But yes, I think he's deserving of this because I think he is the most outstanding offensive player uh, in, in the in the country, much less in, in the Big Ten. Are we just talking about him right now, or we're going to move on down the list? Kate uh, Stover clearly, Kate Stover clearly uh, deserving of the Aqualic uh, Clark Tight End of the Year award. I mean, I, do you agree with that? I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I thought it would come down to him and Colson Loveland. Yeah, because uh, Loveland's pretty of, damn good. Yeah, yeah, Loveland was very good for uh, Michigan, and, and both of those guys are deserving of, of some some recognition. Uh, Corey Dyches gets third team. Uh, from from Maryland, the the guy that I thought would challenge for that award is the I can't even remember uh, his his name. The, the kid from from Minnesota who was supposed to be Brand, Brandon Davis Wayne uh, Brevin Spanford Brevin Spanford uh, who entered the year as probably the best tight end in the league and just didn't have a good year. I mean, simply put, doesn't show up on any list. So then it clears the path for Cade Stover and for Colston Loveland and then for Dyches from Maryland. And those are three really good tight ends. Loveland had a great day against Ohio State. Uh, but when you look at the, the the entire body of work for the season, uh, there was no more more uh, deserving tight end than Cade Stover. That's why he's a Mackey Award finalist, as Andy wrote on LettermanRoad.com. And that's why um, he's the, the best – tight end in, in the Big Ten, and I think he definitely deserved that uh, to go along with the first team. And then I also you can kick it over to you, Andy, however you want to take this. I thought it was great that the Big Ten media and coaches recognized that just because he was hurt didn't mean Travion Henderson shouldn't have been a first-team all-conference running back. He definitely deserved that, and I'm glad they got that right because just yeah. because you're hurt doesn't mean you're not one of the best. And uh, too often we do that, and we cast the, the injured guys to the side. And uh, that didn't happen with Trayvon. It made me pretty happy to see Andy. Well, if he was healthy the whole season, we'd be talking about an 1,000-yard rushing season, you know, maybe pushing somewhere close to like 1,500, 1,750 yards from scrimmage. I mean, there was a lot to be seen when he came back. That Wisconsin game just flipped the switch. And, you know, we didn't fully see that home run hit against Michigan. But, you know, if, if that game had lasted another quarter, we might have gotten one. I mean, that's just the kind of player he is that once he gets going, he's hard to bring down. And, I thought he was incredibly impressive. I'm, I'm curious to see what he does now. Um, and then the other thing I'll say is like, yeah, I mean, Matt Jones gets second team. I thought he was the best offensive lineman at the five this year. Uh, I know Josh Fryer got first team recognition and, and so did Donovan Jackson. And those two are, are good players. I just think that they, they weren't maybe as impressive as Matt Jones to me personally. Um, I think that Donovan Jackson has all the potential in the world. And Josh Fryer was otherwise solid, but does have those five or six sacks he gave up that, they're kind of hard to ignore for me, um, especially when Josh Simmons got, you know, he gave up zero sacks all year and he wasn't on this list. So I think it's just interesting how people see it and vote it. Uh, I would have had Matt Jones as my most valuable offensive lineman for Ohio State this year, but um, I wasn't a voter. So, yeah, I like Matt Jones. I mean, I liked him on the move, man, when they would run that little overplay to the left side and he'd pull and get out there. I mean, I thought Matt Jones. You know, you could see Matt Jones this year compared to Matt Jones last year when he was playing with that high ankle sprain almost the entire year. Uh, just a different kind of looking fella. You know, Josh Fryer, I thought, had some great moments this year, had some great games. Uh, but you're right. I mean, Josh Simmons, boy, once he kind of got in the groove uh, after transferring from San Diego State, uh, I thought he got better and better 
as the year went on. And even even this past Saturday, I thought he had some outstanding moments against against Michigan. But uh, you know, it's when they run a twist in front of you and you pick it up, and the other guy's supposed to pick up the other one doesn't because he trips over a guy. You know, well, what, what can you say? But I, I'm keep I keep harping on that play only because wow, did that really did that really just happen? And is everybody going to blame Kyle McCord? for that, you know, and, uh, you know, of course they will, cause it was an interception on the end of it. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with almost everything you guys said. Matter of fact, most everything you guys said, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, when it comes to offensive line, I look at the coaches much more than I look at the media. No offense to the media. I'm part of the media. I didn't have a vote in this. Um, but I think the coaches got it more correct than the, the media did. Um, Probably not three Michigan guys on there. Um, I think all of them were pretty good players. Um, but maybe Logan Jones at Iowa should have got the first team center. He was third team center. I really like him. Uh, but Drake Nugent, Zach Zinner, both from Michigan, Donovan Jackson at guard. The coaches know how good Donovan Jackson is. I know he didn't have the best year, uh, maybe the year that he was expecting, but but he's still one of the few best offensive linemen in this league. Ladarius Henderson at tackle and then Olu Fashanu at tackle. The only difference in the media is that Josh Fryer was at tackle instead of uh, instead of Ladarius Henderson. I, I I like Josh Fryer. I think he's a good player. I just don't agree with that. Um, but other than that, like there's not many issues I take with this offensive. There's not like a, a Jordan Hancock that, uh, you know, on the offensive side that, that should have been honored and just wasn't, you know, yeah. the, uh, the Isaiah Thomas meme. I thought I met the criteria. Um, to be selected, but I wasn't, um, you know, that it, it just doesn't look like that on the offensive side. And I think they got it right. And yeah. honestly, I'm going to stir the pot here a little bit. You can t tell me in the comments what you think. I thought Kyle McCord should have been the second team quarterback. The flashes from Kyle McCord and the, the ability to move the football, even though they struggled in the red zone a little bit, the ability to get the ball to his best playmakers, um, the, the over 60% passing. I know that's not really the benchmark anymore. It's more like 70 in college. I would definitely have had J.J. McCarthy as first team, but, you know, if Kyle McCord gets gets protection there on that last drive, you might be talking about the all-time greatest drive in Ohio State football history. Uh, yeah. Because Marvin Harrison Jr. was open on that play, and he just got hit as he threw. So, like, I, I think that was a reactionary vote because if you ask me who I would take, like, right now in a football game, there's no way I'm taking – Talia Tungavailoa over Kyle McCord. Nope. Uh, because the best defenses that Talia played, he was terrible against. He had less than 200 yards against Ohio State and lost Maryland the game against Mich Michigan. Congrats on playing well against Richmond, but you didn't do it against the best teams. And I know Kyle McCord wasn't the best against the best teams, but he was still better than Talia was. And so I would have given them the nod at second team, uh, Andy, to Kyle McCord. Um, but I get it. I get it. You want to give Talia the Lifetime Achievement Award that he's been here for so long um, as a second team. That's fine. Yeah, Talia has every passing record you ever want at Maryland, and, and that's great. And he, he's a good college football player. And I'm yeah. wondering, you know, he'll end up somewhere in some camp, training camp roster at some point. Maybe he'll make a, a name for himself in the NFL, catch, catch a spot as a backup for a while. I don't know. Uh, but I agree with you. Kyle McCord should have been second team, in my opinion. I do see it as J.J. McCarthy, a gap. Kyle McCord, a gap, and everyone else. Like, that's the mm -hmm. way I see it. Um, so I think that JJ was definitely deserving first. The only guy that I would mention, and I tweeted about this, um, Julian Fleming. I know he doesn't fit the criteria for this because people look at receiving stats and all that stuff. Almost every explosive play, especially on the ground this year, just, just watch it back because Julian Fleming is usually the one blocking on the perimeter. 
and almost always making that block. I mean, you can make the argument that he was the best run blocker on this team, including the offensive linemen. And I know that's that's not a savvy thing. That's not going to get noticed for these awards. I just wanted to say it because, like, yeah, his receiving numbers were down this year, and he's never had that breakout receiving year at Ohio State. But uh, it didn't go unnoticed for me. Like, I felt like he, he had a great season. Yeah, no, that – I mean, the great the, – the, the catch he made on fourth down against Notre Dame to keep that drive alive, the catch he made coming off the goal line – or coming out out of the deep end uh, for Ohio State on that what could have been a a, a game winning drive uh, right on down the line. He you know yeah he had a couple of drops that I'm sure he regrets. But but I agree with you just from an overall standpoint, uh, he deserved at least uh, you know a better recognition than maybe he got. You know and then the other thing uh, when I was talking about uh, preseason hype as opposed to the season and how you played, this is no I'm not castigating this guy, but Fashanu. Uh, uh, Fashanu, ever how you pronounce his name, the left tackle at, at Penn State, uh, you know, against, against Ohio State, he had a tough game. Against Michigan, in my opinion, he had a tough game. And, uh, and for example, I thought Josh Simmons played pretty well against both of those teams, you know. So uh, against uh, Penn State and against Michigan, obviously, not against Ohio State in that preseason matchup uh, inter-squad game. But, uh, but the bottom line is you just, you know, you, you vote for who you vote for. I understand that. But these are not – the be all end all evaluations of some of these players. And uh, I agree with Andy that, uh, that Julian Fleming, maybe there should be another niche in there for best blocking, you know, best blocking uh, uh, wide receiver. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll get one now with 18 teams in a conference. They can yeah. get, it'll be the Fleming somebody else award. I'm not sure how they're going to do these awards in the future because there'll be just simply too many guys to vote on. Like if this it's was semi all American is what it ought to be called. <laughs> if, yeah, if this was next year or the first, second, third team quarterback, who are you voting for? Bo Nix, uh, Michael Penix, Caleb Williams, JJ McCarthy. Um, yeah. Crazy. What are we? What are we doing? This offensive line would, group would look a lot different. You'd have Roma Dunze and and those guys. Uh, you know, Brendan Rice from USC in the wide receiver category. The running backs with 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 the guys out in Oregon and Washington. I mean, and and. The defensive guys at UCLA, JT Tuimolo, as good as he was, might have been a third-team All-Big Ten guy if you add those other guys with Brendan Trice and and uh, Latu Latu from uh, UCLA. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Like the talent in this league is going to be insane. So, like this might be the last year that we actually see these these uh, these voting, the ways that they're voting in, in the the All-Big Ten teams actually look like an All-Big Ten team. Um, so it's yeah. fun to talk about. It's fun to talk about, and and uh, absolutely, there's a lot that that the Big Ten vote coaches and players. Well, co- sorry, coaches and media got correct. A few things wrong. That's why we gathered here at LettermanRoad.com. We're going to have more coverage in the week ahead, especially in the days ahead, uh, fellas. What do you say we get together and predict um, championship Saturday? See if the Buckeyes can make the playoffs. Sounds good to you guys. Sounds good to me, man. Hey, you know what else? Let's do on that day, or maybe later. Just uh, maybe some team awards. Uh, for Ohio State, you know, from uh, from best newcomer, blah, 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 right on down the line. That would be, make an interesting conversation. And to get back into that quarterback room again and give our thoughts. I like it. I like it, Tim. Tim, always bringing the content that everybody desires. Andy in the middle of that screen doing great work over at LettermanRoad.com. And me, Spencer Holbrook. Go to LettermanRoad.com. Get all that coverage you want. There's always a deal running there. You can go to the Letterman Lounge message board. Come hang out with us. It's a growing community. 
until we see you over there, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see what happens this weekend with the Buckeyes. But the Big Ten awards are out. Ohio State was heavily represented because it's just that talented. We'll see you guys at LettermanRow.com. Thanks for watching.